As we begin this episode of the Paul Truesdale podcast on Sunday, April the 16th. Is it 16th? Yes, it is. All day or is it part of a day? No, it's just uh, from noon to four. Okay. Yeah, I thought the Congress changed that. Uh, I'm going to have a little bit of my Kings County Distillery Peated Bourbon Whiskey from the great state of New York, specifically from a distillery in Brooklyn. So my, I got a birthday coming up. Anybody wants to uh, get me a birthday present? It's Kings County Distillery Peated Bourbon. Feel free to give me four or five bottles of it. <laughs> I would be very happy. And yeah, it's good stuff. Cheers. Just before we went live, we were talking about a um, movie called American Psycho and the business card scene. Why don't you set that up? And I have a story for that. Believe uh, it or just, not, I have a story. Sure, sure, sure. It's just uh, we were talking about business cards and, and we're doing rebranding and, and all that sort of stuff. And anyway, the uh, the topic of uh, business cards came up and inevitably the, I guess, uh, it's the, a cult classic now. I think it kind of bombed when it first came out. Pretty strange movie. But anyway, um, the business card scene where all of the guys at, uh, at the company are uh, doing a, a you know what measuring contest with their with their business cards and who has the better one <laughs> anyway and one of the main character has a almost has a mental breakdown because <laughs> one of his colleagues has a better business card than he does uh, so I actually have a story like that uh, back in the day um, when I first started in the business I had a company that I was with called Pennsylvania Financial Group and they had a really cool logo and um uh, it said PFG on it and all, and then we had our names, and we ordered our business cards from uh, Mindy. Mindy ordered our business cards. and Okay. It was raised letter. It was expensive stuff, you know. Yeah, very nice. Yeah, and then the uh, PFG logo was blue. Sure. Except for a fellow by the name of Bob McNichol, one of the co-owners of the company, he had gold. Oh. Yeah. That's how you knew your ranking there. You knew your ranking there. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So I uh, went ahead and got my own business cards. Oh, no. <laughs> of course I did, right? I got my own raised lettering uh, on my stationery and my brochure. I had a three-part, three, trifold brochure. Spent a lot of money. I think it was Crane, in fact. I went to Crane and sure. yeah. had my Classic. own. Yeah. Had my, uh, they, they embossed it. And I think I spent uh, five $600 back in 1980, whatever it was. And um, yeah. I had gold. Oh, no. Yeah. I'm sure that caused problems. <laughs> yeah. Mindy said, you can't do that. And I said, really? Why is that? She said, gold is reserved for the owners of the company. I said, well, can you show me where in the manual that we all had to abide and sign where it says that? She goes, everybody knows that. So I said, yeah. So everybody in the military knows that when they ring the bell, you just get in line, you go to the chow hall, you know, but, uh, you know, they don't write it down anywhere. So if I want to go to Burger King and get, uh, you know, chow, and, and she didn't understand that. So, uh, yeah. So that's cute. Business cards. Of course, people have hissy attacks over business cards. Of course they do. <laughs> at, a, at a company, at a lot of companies, that's the only... Uh, Let's call it mark of personalization. Some people may have in an entire career. <laughs> I can I can definitely understand why some people get worked up about it. Yeah, I I get it. There's a lot of people that move down to Florida after living their life in a in a box or a cubicle, looking you know hoping to get a window seat and 
getting a corner seat would be the greatest thing in the world. And, you know, it's, it's almost like, a, was it office space, you know, <laughs> with the red stapler? Oh, yeah. Uh, getting sent to the basement. Yeah, I get that. Hey, listen, I thought today what we would do is just kind of uh, shoot the breeze, nothing special. And uh, I'm going to try to upset uh, 99.999% of uh, the listening audience in one way, shape, form, or another. So uh, let's just uh, go for it. Budweiser. Um, Budweiser and this Dylan Mulvaney, I guess it is, that's the guy who is pretending to be a woman who's a swimmer, right? I actually don't know who this person is. Well, they, they put this transgender person on cans of Budweiser. Yeah, I'm aware of the controversy. I just don't know who the person is. I don't care to research it. But, uh, I, you know, my takeaway on it is, uh, okay, Budweiser continuing to dilute and implode their brand. Congratulations. Nobody I know under 35 drinks Bud Light unless, um, you know, no uh, insult implied, but you're a NASCAR fan. Who the hell drinks light it's, beer? Certain demographic of people who like to drink all day long, I think. Oh, God. Um, but it's like they, I saw an interview, though, uh, with, I think, whoever the head of marketing or person that was, made this very dumb decision and the person went on, the woman went on about how, oh, it was her job to reinvigorate the brand to a younger audience and all this stuff. It's like, okay, that you you apparently missed like a whole bunch of segmentation when it comes to demographic research in in your marketing school background. There's more than just young people. All young people are not the same, just like every other demographic group is not exactly the same. Turns out... uh your demographic is extremely mad about this situation. It's, I, I don't understand why companies do this. Yeah. Getting involved in stuff um, that has, I, I, you know, I can totally understand. Like, you know, you look at a, you go back to the Nike situation, right? Nike went all, I don't know. They did something that made everybody mad. It was BLM or something like that. And, you know, your conservatives were all up in arms, but the reality was they knew their demographics. They knew their market. Yep. Who, who, they, they pissed off the people that don't buy their stuff and they invigorated and made the people who buy their stuff very excited. So it worked. It was perfect. Yep. From a, you may not like it. They caused a controversy. They got all this free advertising, but at the end of the day, they perfectly catered to the people that buy their product. This is the opposite of that. This is taking a flamethrower to your audience. It's very, <laughs> very dumb. Um, and your stock price. Yes, is very, very dumb. Because here's the thing. You have a, the majority audience, people who drink that product are what they are, and they hold a grudge. A lot, you know, a lot of these people are, I mean, <laughs> there's no need to go any further. But anyway, so that, that's, the, that's, my, that's my opinion on it. Um, yeah, the stock price should be down, not for the controversial reason, but because it, they have signaled that they are woefully inept um, at uh, navigating the modern world. That's uh, that's my perspective on it. They are, people's heads should roll and um, not for the reasons that most people think. Because these types of uh, schemes or gimmicks are effective if you're perfect, if you're properly catering to your audience. I mean, I think they would have, uh, they would have done better if they had, uh, I don't know, put like, Trump or the QAnon shaman or somebody like that on one of their cans. <laughs> At least a NASCAR and 
and the Clydesdales and people like that would still associate with them. Now they're all they're all getting canned. So anyway, it's just it's just not it's just people being inept. I, I it, it's it's silly, very very I, dumb. The board should take control of the situation and deal with it, but I have a feeling they won't. Oh no, the CEO of the company gave a very uh, weak. What he double and triple down on it? Pretty much, just like you know, oh. yeah. Well, the reality is, is uh, I'll take I'll take a controversial opinion here. Uh, Budweiser sucks. <laughs> yeah. When's the last time we even Some, bought anything? I've no, I, literally I do not know when I even. I don't think I've ever bought a Budweiser. Nor I, I know I have never. I've never bought. I, it. I've never. I've never bought. When's the last time I even drank a Budweiser? It had to be Once somebody. It was free a long time ago. Yeah. No, I don't drink that swill. No, I mean honestly, like this is a, this is definitely a situation of uh, uh, I I will I will uh, not <laughs> I will not vote with my dollar. I will buy uh, the most libtarded hippie craft brew possible because guess what? They care. Yeah, the Buzzweiser people don't care. Their products suck. Yeah, buy buy craft beers. Don't and and make sure that the company has not been bought by like a Budweiser. So yeah, there's tons of stuff. There's tons of local distilleries. I mean. You know, there's a bunch in Tampa. I think there's like two, one or two here. Um, obviously, Gainesville's got, I don't remember, one or two. Orlando's got a bunch. It's so easy to make beer. And and there's so much ability to create variety. There's really no excuse for, for stupidity and a lack of variety these days. This isn't the, the, the dark, dark, dark uh, 1970s and 80s when everybody drank the same thing and it seems like craft beer was outlawed. <laughs> <laughs> and and while I do uh, appreciate uh, some of the name brand uh, whiskeys that are out there, remember that I have a birthday coming up in uh, July. <laughs> uh, Kings County Distillery Peated Shame. Bourbon uh, Whiskey. If you haven't uh, heard it already, it's uh, distilled in Kings County Distillery in uh, Brooklyn, New York. And I'll take all the bottles you want to send me. Just, this is uh, this is shameless uh, shameless begging on the internet. Yeah. Can you imagine some of these uh, streamers and YouTubers and stuff? They do this every day. Well, I'm I'm just wondering if they just if, record and beg people, please give me stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, if you're a YouTuber or you're a, an influencer, uh, my name is Paul Truesdell. It's called the Paul Truesdell Podcast. Two Pauls in a Pod, and at 200 Northwest 52nd Avenue in Ocala, Florida, the Ocala International Commerce Park, uh, the Truesdell Professional Building. That would be our building, right? I think it's still our building. Uh, so you can send me cases if you want of Kings County. Distill repeated bourbon whiskey from uh, Brooklyn, New York. Just I thought I'd throw it in one more time okay, in case you didn't sure. hear that. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and and people generally speaking don't give their address out on the internet because typically won't get what you want. Oh, but we're easy to find, unfortunately. We're easy so. to find, so it's easy to yeah. It's no no big deal. Every, we have great security in case somebody decides to go crazy. You know, maybe we'll get an Evans Williams guy who loses his mind. So I, I don't know about that. Maybe. It's, yeah. it's cheap enough. Little Johnny Walker. Okay. Instead of Johnny Walker, um, which I'll be happy to take, you can always give me some Kings County Distillery Peated sure. Bourbon um, distilled in Brooklyn, New York. Just thought I'd mention it again, just in case you, <laughs> in case you didn't hear that. Um, listen, uh, some guy's name that I am never going to pronounce, uh, a former Indian, and not a feather but a dot, uh, an Indian in India, a uh, politician uh, and his brother were shot dead on live TV. Uh, he was campaigning, and I was telling somebody that uh, 
My gut tells me this will be the year of uh, violence when it comes to campaigning, and uh, it could be ugly for the next 18 months. Any, I, I really do believe we're overdue for 1968. What do you think? I mean, I, th- I think we have the potential. It's going to be, if, if, it, if it is the case, it'll be the reverse. I think it'll be the Republicans going, going ape. I, you know, I, I can't imagine anything else. Seems like the, uh, although, what is it? The Democrats are going to have the con- convention in Chicago this year. Yeah, yeah. Good luck 24. with that. Yeah, they. they, they I mean, they, it's going to be a nothing convention. There's nothing that's going to happen there. They're gonna, they're gonna coronate Uncle Joe. They're gonna keep Bernie and Co. Way, way out of the way, kind of like they did Ron Paul. Do you do think Camilla has a chance of getting it again, or do you think that somebody's going to raise think, a firestorm? I don't think it matters. Doesn't matter. No. Well, I'm going to give the award of big balls to uh, the Franz Law Group, F-R-A-N-T-Z. They are representing uh, San Diego School District, and they're suing social media giants, uh, things like uh, Snapchat and TikTokie and uh, all the others. And they're saying that the problem is that uh, it causes uh, social media causes mental illness. True. The problem I have with that is... Um, well, I, I don't personally have a problem with it. The issue is going to be proving, is, is it their fault, really? Or is it people's inability to control themselves? Is it a lack of education? Is it a lack of parental guidance, et cetera, et cetera? If this was China, then yes, they have a responsibility to do things. It's America, not so much. I don't know. I guess in California, there are certain rules for underaged people and their access to social media and what responsibility different companies have with that. So maybe it's a California thing. I'm not sure. Yeah. You know, look, I'm, I'm reminded of um, the original MTV when uh, they had a song, my MTV. It was actually about um, movie uh, music videos. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Do, do they, does anybody even do music videos anymore? Seriously? Yes. I just don't know. Spotify. There's like oh, five yeah, or ten okay. second music clips that go along with every song, or at least there's the option for it. Well, I mean, let's take Michael Jackson and Thriller. That was cool. I mean, I'm not a Mikey fan, but uh, do they do those kinds of things anymore? Where Absolutely. it's like, they do? Okay. Yeah. Well, back in the day, for those of you who are not familiar... MTV um, is now just YouTube. Yeah. Check out the 8 million Vivo channels or whatever they're called on YouTube. Well, they actually used to have music videos and you had people like adam curry was a uh, vj oh yeah and uh yeah it was kind of cool but that's what i'm thinking the of podfather podfather adam who's, if you're listening apparently found jesus yeah adam found jesus he and meatloaf <laughs> meatloaf is dead you know uh, i, I st- forgot that yeah meatloaf is dead so is so is uh was he dried was it, meatloaf became dried out uh he became a, a turkey uh dried turkey beef beef jerky <laughs> meatloaf became beef jerky and he dried up he has by far one of the one of the strangest artist names ever <laughs> we we one day we got to talk about this guy listen if you're in the now here here's the thing taylor swift was in uh, tampa three days three days at, in the in the uh at the uh stadium sold out and i got stuck in the traffic Which one the football stadium yeah yeah so I, I was coming back from Clearwater and met some really nice people in Clearwater. And uh, I, I went by and I just said, I got I to gotta see this thing. I just got to see this, you know. And uh, I could not believe how many good-looking, mature, well-behaved young ladies, anything from 12 to 32, I would say. They were just nice. 
I was I drove and I drove through a parking lot. And I was like, "Holy crap! Look at all these these As the hordes of Swifties." Yeah, descended upon the stadium. Yeah, yeah. They, they very nice people as opposed to the the shit bags that uh, went wilding all through Chicago the other day and breaking cars. Did you see that? Uh, I heard about it. Oh man, Chicago! Chicago is just excuse my French. Close your ears. Close your ears. It's just a shithole. It's unfortunate. It's yeah. sad. I mean, we we were there the the last time we were there and spent any time was uh probably the last time it was somewhat safe at least in the downtown area. Well, you know where we Since were. That's where it was all going on down by, right by the Miracle Mile and all yeah, that. Yeah, by the convention that's center because that's the area that if they had their heads on straight, they would keep it extremely safe and calm and all that. Well, they had that's bring, where all the tourism is, but. Yep, and all these people who are tourists, uh, they have a story about some poor guy, like he's like 65, uh, got his head bashed in, the wife is like, you know, they're from, I And it's know. a national story, and yep. now it's, you know, come on, people, optics and, and your PR people need to need to have some input on your the security policy for your important tourism areas. So we were I talking mean, about, that's go ahead. probably the only reason Florida isn't getting constitutional carry. Yeah, Florida legislature, you know. Oh yeah, we're 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 big big supporters of the Constitution, and they they back out of it. Yeah, the re, the Republicans in the state of Florida really pussied out when it came to constitutional. The Republicans carry. in in the state of Florida are getting on my last nerve. <laughs> Mine too. Between the, um, pardon my French, bullshit legislation with having to do with insurance, that is an entire episode. Yeah, we'll go into another day. But um, put that in the red book, insurance. Yes, uh, but it's not property just casualty, it's property casualty. Property casualty. It's medical liability. It's yeah, medical. it's it's it has to do with the Florida legislature doing the predictable thing that basically proving the uh, the uh, more liberal minded critiques of of tort reform, proving them right. Basically, oh yeah, we want tort reform, and the only result is. The big companies and people with deep pockets continue to win and in, are insulated against their their BS behavior. Meanwhile, we saw a billboard today <laughs> uh, somewhere along Highway 40, I believe. You're on, is it between 60th and 80th? Yeah, somewhere in there. There's a on big, the north side of the road. There's a big digital billboard, and there was, a, there was an ad that rotated that I saw that was um, basically the insurance lobby or somebody gloating. About thank you, DeSantis, for protecting insurance companies against frivolous uh, lawsuits or something. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, uh, you people may or may not be aware of what's going on. Lots of propaganda and BS was brought out there to protect the profits of the big insurance companies. It's something we will talk about another day, but. Unfortunately, my fear of this is not that I really care one way or another about all the different various scumbags and people involved in it. The thing I'm, I'm most concerned about is that the reason most people have insurance, the people who can't afford to not have insurance, if you get my, my point, um, they're the people that are going to take it on the chin, and it's just kind of gross. Yeah, it really gets our cackles up. Paul and I, we have an awful lot of doctors as clients, both retired and working and and um, you know, look, the people. And I was just talking about property casualty. That doesn't even count the medical right tort reform that they did, which is even more disgusting in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, and we just have a we have a very recent experience where an extremely good friend of mine, uh, a real partner of ours, 
um, pure, unadulterated malpractice. And, and we, I burned every bridge in the world. Not burned, but I mean, I called every IOU in from California to New York, from <laughs> the Canadian border down to uh, Key West. We just, we can't sue here in the state of Florida. It, nope. I mean, it, it's just... Um, nope, the burden is too high. You had, mul- you had multiple high. life, career-long malpractice law firms, attorneys, state very clearly in very simple language yep. that you can be drunk or high and mess up a surgery and you cannot be sued in the state of Florida. Yep. And how many people said, you know, you got a real case here, but if it had happened 10 years ago, five years ago, yes, but... Not now. Yeah. Chances of success are what, less than 20%. Nobody's, nobody's going to take the case. And the cost of litigation would be sky high. But we can sue for uh, mental illness uh, in social media companies for students. and Focusing yeah. on the important stuff, I see. Yeah, always always focusing on the important stuff. Hey, there's a, another thing. Speaking about doctors, let's dive into this for a second. Uh, doctor shortages. Uh, oh, I bet this is caused by because they're getting sued and malpractice insurance is so expensive, right? No, well, that, I, well, that, that's the conservative argument for twenty years, and we can tell it's BS. Yeah, it's because nobody wants to go to medical school. Nobody wants to work in rural medicine it's because it's a gross uh, profession for most people. <laughs> like, well, they have this story about uh, in Elko, E L K O, in Nevada, twenty thousand people. Sure, it's rural. It's five hundred miles from Reno. 500 miles from Salt Lake City, and uh, basically they have nobody medically trained as a physician. And what they were doing is they were using, you know, um, residents, and uh, they were getting, their, you know, some of their training there. And once the residency is done, you're out of there. And, you know, what really irks my, what really irks me is all of this Obamacare and everything else. Don't get me wrong. I, I, you know, I, I have strong feelings on, on uh, all this stuff, but my God, can't you even fix putting doctors in rural areas? I mean, just think how incredibly asininely stupid that is. Um, yeah, it's a solvable problem, but nobody cares. I mean, this goes back to the episode we did about the state legislature. The state politicians, your local politicians, don't care about you. Nope. They don't care, yet, you know, uh, election after election... Everybody hate everybody hates the other congressman, but theirs is great. You know they they continue to vote for the, for their for their local incumbent over and over, while they do nothing for you. These are things that state legislatures can do. It takes a little bit of money to create a little bit of incentive for people to stay in local areas, to go out go to go to a, a go to a medical school and then come back home. You know if there were if there were a little bit of incentive involved in that. Um, it, it would not be as much of a problem. The pro- but the issue is, is yeah, the large doctor groups, the large, um, let's call it uh, industrial medicine, you know, the giant publicly traded organizations out there, all of those giant, you know, enterprise medicine megacorps, they pay better. And if there's a doctor shortage in Tampa and you can make twice as much as you can out in, you know, some rural town in, in the middle of, uh, you know, <laughs> in the middle of nowhere, and why would you do it? Yeah, and then and it's, it, you know, and those there's not enough money to be made for those big companies to allocate extra resources out there, so they don't care. Yeah, and we we had here in Marion County of Ocala specifically, we had a special election because we had a state representative who stole money from the PPP program, the Payroll Protection Plan mm, tax yeah. fraud, moron, freaking moron. 
So we had a special election, and we have a guy who actually was more qualified than anybody I've seen in years. And uh, Stephen Piles, he's a medical doctor, and he literally felt the calling that, look, we need, and I love the phrase, we need a doctor in the house. I, I thought that was really great. But he, he lost, um, didn't get anywhere near the votes because he didn't prostitute himself and, and you know, literally go around to all these, you know, primarily Baptist churches and just like, oh, praise Jesus, and I'm, you know, vote for me. And it, it, we got all these morons voting. Well, he, he what do we do? That no, is, we do. He, he got beat by a guy who was a master at affinity uh, marketing. So there you go. Yeah. That's what it is. Multi-level marketing and, and yeah. just So you, you wonder why we got the problems we have in the world. I mean, I, I remember when the, the Ocala Star banner was an actual legitimate paper around here. It's, it's, it's gone now. Yeah. I don't even, do they even exist anymore? Does the Star banner exist? Yes, it does. Okay. And they had a publisher, I can't remember the guy's name, it'll, it'll come to me at some point in time, and he gave a talk to Kiwanis when I was a member of Kiwanis, Parsons, Jim, I think it was Jim Parsons. Yep. And they were asking questions, and I waited, and I waited, and I waited, and I raised my hand, I said, let me ask you a question. I said, you, you say you're not going to do any endorsements anymore. And he said, yep, we're not going to do any endorsements, and blah, 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 for, for candidates. We just put the facts out. I said, can I ask you to do me a favor? He said, well, I'll consider I said, would you, would you mind doing a, an opinion piece and asking people not to vote? And, of course, everybody <laughs> turned around and looked at me. As I'm dead serious, if you don't know the issues, don't vote. I, I think that does a more of a disservice. You know, oh, I'm Republican, I'm going to vote straight party, or I'm Democrat, I'm going to vote straight party. Now, that's crap. If you don't know the candidate, don't vote. If you don't know the issues, don't vote. Sure. I mean, can you imagine our founding fathers? You know, it's like they actually sat down and thought about things. No, people don't think these yeah. days. No, but I, I, it's but these are local issues that that local governments and and state legislatures have a lot of impact on way more so than the feds. I mean, all the feds can do is just allocate some money and create some programs and and oh. create incentives that have to be national and equal and all of this stuff. Where your local governments have have a lot more latitude to do stuff. So listen to this bullshit. This article from the Wall Street Journal says the reasons that this place Elko doesn't have. Medical services. Now, li listen to the language. Listen to the language. The reasons, including financial struggles, lack of united support systems, and a historical lack of healthcare investment in the area, experts say the systemic factors are common barriers to establishing sustaining training programs for doctors throughout rural America. How about just using plain language? Did they say anything there? What? Yeah. How about saying this? When you work as a doctor in a rural area, you ain't making anywhere near you need to make to pay your medical bills so nobody goes there. End sure. of story. Yeah. One-third of the nation, 100 million people, uh, nearly one-third of our population of our country has trouble accessing primary care, according to a recent study, because they live too rural. And yet, oh, my God, if you're urban. <gasps> That's also just BS. Yeah. It's way more than that. Most people that we know, period, have trouble finding primary care. Yep. The only people that 30%, that's not primary care. That's emergency care. Probably yeah. or like just below emergency. Like I don't feel good, but I'm not going to, you know, seriously, people have complained for years. Oh, well people just don't doctor blah, blah, blah. If you, you know, you can't, you can't tough through it. It's like, who are you going to go to? Seriously? Like there, there is a massive shortage of doctors. And, and another thing I would pin the shortage of doctors on now that I'm sitting here, I'm kind of thinking about this. Um, this goes back to people are so detached from 
uh, the realities of life. People don't have not grown up on farms. They, you know, have never killed animals. They have never seen anything die. So, you know, the general medical practice profession is, uh, is, is, is icky and gross to a lot of people because it is, it is icky and gross, but it's just kind of, it, it is what it, it is reality. Right. Yeah. And, and I think uh, a lack of exposure to some of these things uh, reduces uh, or at least increases the reluctance to go into these fields, even if they do pay pretty well or have some prestige or, or have a, uh, a real impact on other people's lives. I, you know, here they, they're talking about a, a location in uh, Nevada. Granted, we've been to Nevada. <laughs> we know how rural some of these places are. And if you, you know, it reminds me when I was uh, the chairman of the traffic and transportation study committee here for our, one of our local universities, when I was a, uh, Involved in the Public Policy Institute, I you know, had all these people on Highway 200, these retirees, screaming and hollering. They didn't have bus service, and they demanded that we provide transportation. And I said, ma'am, you moved to Oak Run. You are a good 15 miles from emergency medical care. You got older. You can't drive. Whose fault is that? Move. And it's like Sam Kennison. You're hungry? Move to where the food is. You live in a desert. Okay, and so if you're far now, you know, they have hospitals now, but but still uh, in this one place, you've got to drive 230 miles by car to get to a doctor. That's kind of a and that's whose fault. Yeah. Man and mountain complains. There's nobody around. Like, come on. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Man and mountain. So listen. um, No, Nevada sucks. There's nothing of any value in Nevada other than maybe Area 51. And the, what is it, like the white sands testing range and all that stuff. Do you remember the guy raking his sand when we went yes. there last time? <laughs> yes, Nevada is horrible. So the last time... Seriously, Paul, I'm, I'm, if you yeah. haven't been there, if you've been there, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. But if you haven't been there, it is a desert. The place was illegally made a state so that Abraham Lincoln could win re-election during the middle of the Civil War. Another another podcast, dude. Yep. In the Red Book. In the Red Book. He the uh, the state is mostly owned by the federal government. Their private land is weird, and it's sparsely populated except for Sin City. And Sin City sucks too. <laughs> it's just everything about that place, and the 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 scary people that inhabit it. It is, it is not a desirable place to go f- ever. Just skip it. It doesn't exist. We have 49 states. Nevada is not one of them. <laughs> so how do you really feel? No, it's true. It's terrible. It's literally a city built on gambling or a state built on gambling and people hiding out from other various illegal activity. I mean, it, it, when Live PD was on and they had a... Uh, they had some very rural county, and the county was like what a third of the state. Uh, their sheriff's office. Yeah, what was that? it? Yeah, the guy. Yeah. Every time it was just the weird. It was weirder and crazier people. Nye, Nye, Nye County. Nye county. Sheriff was kind of cool. Oh yeah, but you kind of have to be because like look at you have to be you have to be somewhat interesting because look at the weirdos you deal with. Did you? you I remember guy, all the trailers, had, all the trailers and meth heads. It was just trailers, meth heads, trailers, meth heads, weird, and, a trailer, and a beer. Trailer, meth head. Weird disputes, people uh, running from the police, driving through the, f- the middle of the desert. Do you remember the guy that was upset because somebody stole his iguana and they were fighting over an iguana? Yeah. yeah, I was like, yeah, and and what? Maybe a third of the calls were at like a Walmart or something like that, where people were having the only contact they have. <laughs> it's just so <laughs> weird. It's a very strange place, but it perfectly matches up with my experience. Yeah, 
We were in Beatty, Nevada, and uh, your mother and I and uh, brother and sister, I think we had our nanny with us at the time. And I'll never forget seeing this guy who had this look like uh, he was he had escaped from a, a clockwork orange or from one flew over the cuckoo's nest. He had that look on his face that just sure. like just like I do not want to break down anywhere near the block where this guy is. And he was raking his gravel. His uh, his yard was gravel, and, and he was just standing there raking. What else it. is it going to be? Yeah, it's a desert. <laughs> yeah, and that's uh, it, he just he standing there raking his gravel. It's a strange place. Yeah. I think we got we got a hotel room that some crap hole there and remember we barricaded the door and prayed. I think we got <laughs> we burned candles and incense and prayed to get through the night. <laughs> it has it has brought a I'm lot I'm not of, kidding guys. I'm has, not kidding. It has brought a lot of entertainment to the uh, the country though. Yeah, it's countless true. movies, TV shows. We had an interesting US senator from there. Got a well, at the very least you got Reno 911 out of it. Yeah, that's true. That was cool. There's a wacky. I think they brought that back. Did, no, really? Yeah. Oh, hell, we got to watch that then. Same crew. Are they just older now? Yeah. <laughs> we could go to Alabama, though. Alabama, there's a, a town in Alabama. Um, see if I can figure it out really quick where it was at. Anyhow, they had a, a Sweet 16 party, and uh, 20 people were shot. <laughs> uh, Four were killed, and uh, they had a why? fight. You know, somebody had a fight on Saturday at the Mahogany Masterpiece Dance Studio in Danville, Alabama. And somebody decided to get out their smoke pole and start, gun, you know, the, the gun shot itself, of course. Yeah, and, well, uh, the guns are, are uh, their guns are not inanimate objects. They, they have the ability to come up with grudges all on their own. Sad. You know, the thing is, uh, if you go online and uh, do a quick search for the title Fatalities After More Than 20 People Hurt in a Shooting at a Sweet 16, the Daily Mail has a good article on it. And the reason I have a good article is that they have some photos of the people that are dead. And I'm not going to talk about that. But what I am going to say is, it is time for the nation to have a discussion as to who is doing the killing and who's getting killed. You see Chicago, hey jackass, Jesus criminy. Yeah, and it's always it's nine out of ten times it's uh, some rival gang sees somebody else and a bunch of people get caught in the crossfire. It's just a mess. Year to date, the great and city of Chicago with uh, Beetlejuice uh, as mayor, who's no longer going to be there soon. You know they've got 151 murders already this year. 450 have been shot. Uh, total of 691. Total of 160 homicides. There is a person shot every three. Let's see, give me a second. Every three minutes and 42 seconds, and a person is murdered every 16 hours in Chicago. That's three minutes? Yes, somebody shot every three minutes and 42 seconds. I'm sorry, I'm, I, I said minutes. I, I My bad. Every three hours and 42 minutes. Okay. But it wouldn't surprise me if it was every three minutes and 42 seconds at the pace that we're going. So... Yeah, well, this uh, all these things are caused by a complete lack of uh, local governments willing to do what it's necessary to uh, remove certain criminal element off the street. It is what it is. We and have a Chicago has no no cash bail or whatever now. I mean, a whole bunch of places have that. Yeah, if you can fog a mirror, you can get out of jail. It's surprising that it hasn't increased crime more. On honestly, 
Well, before I talk about Billy Woods, our, our sheriff here in Marion County, I just want to remind you that uh, I'm having a little bit of a Kings County distillery peated uh, bourbon whiskey. It's uh, distilled in uh, Brooklyn, New York, and I've got a birthday coming up in July. Just in case anybody was interested in uh, in helping me celebrate, I'll, I'll give you honorable mention on the Paul Trisdale podcast. We have a sheriff by the name of Billy Woods in um, Marion County, who was really upset with the murder of three young people in Marion County, and he he did something I, very similar to Grady Judd in uh, Polk County. He said, "It's let's let's put blame where blame goes. It's the parents who they just they just don't parent their kids." And I thought he said something really cool. I mean, I really I really like this guy. Okay, Billy, you're a good man. You're a good man. Better than that jackass we had in office before. Holy crap, was that guy a piece of shit. Um, Billy said, you know, the problem is the media never tells anybody because of they think, oh, the laws involving juveniles are so important. Several of the parents, apparently, of those who were murdered said that they had known who their kids were hanging with. They might have stepped up and done something different. My point being is you've got some real ruthless juveniles out there, but their, their identities are always protected. Of course. Got to protect the children, got to protect the old people. There's just a band in the middle that can be mercilessly abused and have no rights. <laughs> it's true. Seriously, if you're older than 21 and younger than about 65, uh, it's open season. <laughs> Five years ago, Andrew Gillum, one of the brightest stars in Florida politics. He was mayor of Tallahassee, had a national profile, won the 2018 Democratic nomination for Florida governor. He almost beat Ron DeSantis. He lost by less than 34,000 votes, 0.41 percentage points. And then he was found in his South Beach hotel. He was in the company of uh, an interesting gentleman of uh, same sex. Been indicted by a federal grand jury, accused of lying to the FBI, defrauding his campaign, mega donors. Uh, He's on trial for various felonies, three-week trials of this 54-year-old gentleman. He's actually 43, excuse me. And his political mentor, whatever her name is, Sharon Janet Letman Hicks. She needs to fight, marry somebody else with another hyphenated name. Um, yeah. So it's going to get a glimpse into the corruption of politics here in the state of Florida. His brother Marcus, apparently uh, they've got testimony from him and an undercover agent, so apparently they're turning on each other. So it should be interesting. It's funny that when he was running, we all knew that he was a crook. Yeah, everybody knew. Everybody knew. It, there was nothing secret about it. They just waited until, you know, the election was over to do anything about it. Thanks, Feds. Interesting. That's all I can say. It will be interesting to see how this plays out with the Trump thing. I will say that would be interesting. Uh, let's go back to Chicago for a minute. Did you hear what happened in the uh, White Sox uh, baseball game? No, I don't follow Chicago news. It doesn't exist to me. Okay, well, let's talk about this. A huge brawl broke out on Saturday, a Chicago White Sox game, for over two minutes. And they had a whole bunch of people flying and beating. A woman was dragged from her seats on the first base side. And one lone security guard attempted to make peace. <laughs> it was a cluster duck. Awesome. Made national TV. Oh. Gotta love it. God, Chicago is just a great place, isn't it? Well, it just sounds to me like Chicago is getting what Chicago likes. 
And then they have there's, the, not, there's not enough outrage to solve any problems. So I guess just in general, Chicago tolerates more violence, more murder, more drugs, lazier cops, and that's just is what it is. Do you remember that? I think I honestly think there's like there's a certain amount of this that we just kind of have to shrug off. Is like, well, I guess that's just how it is there. That's how their residents like it. Yeah, little little murder is just a spice of life there. Yeah, little murder doesn't hurt everybody; just only hurts a few. They have a report that a crowd. Now listen, this this is important. Language is important. A crowd of more than 100 rowdy teens turned violent in downtown Chicago on Saturday night as dozens torched and smashed cars while blaring music in a teen trend that left two with gunshot wounds. <laughs> there were 100 people, and I'm seven foot eight. Okay. They had a boatload of people. It was ugly. We talked about it already. Uh, hey, but here's the thing. He had two kids hit, 16 and 17, so, you know, not a big deal. No talk about, uh, no talk about all of the uh, people who were tourists that were uh, beaten up. No talk about the Tesla that was uh, torched. No, te- no talk about the uh, buildings that were. It's, it's just a, it's a teen trend nowadays, they say. It's just a teen what is trend. This just another version of the flash mob bullshit we've seen before? Apparently. Yeah. Okay, whatever. Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot and Mayor-elect Brandon Johnson both issued statements regarding the chaotic scenes. Chaotic scenes. To me, that's an Andy Warhol painting. This would be a, why do they call it what it is? It's a mini riot. Because that would assume that there's responsibility for somebody to solve the problem? Yeah. You know, dude. Sometimes I, I just kind of like I just I don't understand. Well, I don't live there. I don't care. You don't. I don't really it's care. Been a, it's been a mess for a very long time. Do you remember? It's when emblematic we, of uh, what happens when you have a lack of leadership and immense, immense amounts of con, of uh, corruption all, that go all the way to the top. So you are but, very familiar with yeah. firearms, and so am I. And do you remember when we were there, and I said, "Do you look at that?" Female? Yeah. She was carrying a twenty-two or a thirty-two. I saw cops carrying 44 Magnums and all kinds of other weird stuff. Yeah. It's, they had uh, everything. You know, they used to, they had a guy from the FBI who became Chicago chief. cops can still drink a beer. If, <laughs> uh, DC too. Unless they've changed that, uh, that union. Yeah. That In DC, you can have two beers on a shift, but you has to be at least four hours apart. Oh boy. Yeah. So I guess you, you, you start job, you start your job with a beer, right? And you have a beer your first four hours, and you have your beer in your second four hours. And then if you work overtime, you get another beer, so you can have four beers while you're working. I'm sure that's no, no problem there. Yeah. You know why they have to drink beer? Because they have to tolerate the rats. Uh, PETA is uh, blaming New York City for um, they've got inhumane treatment of rats. New York is trying to control the rat population. Mary, Mayor Eric Adams, he's a loon said the recent uh, coal campaign, they've called it inhumane. And he's hired a 100 for, oh God, for $155,000, the city of New York has hired a rat czar. Kid you not, look at this. He's king of the rats. King of the rats. <laughs> he's the rat king. Rat fink. He's the, rat, is, he's the rat king. Wait a minute. It's a good looking woman. She's no. the rat king. Look at her. She's pretty. She's the rat king. She's the rat I queen. Wouldn't, I wouldn't take that job. Look at the look at here's, the rat. Here's here. the thing: um, people say crazy stuff. People have crazy opinions. The 
redeeming quality of good leadership is being able to decipher what is insane and what is not and ignoring crazy people. The loudest group of people in society are insane, always will be. And if you govern your entire political career and every decision you make on the noises that come from people that can barely speak English, that's not an insult to people who are immigrants or can't speak English. This is an insult to crazy people who, you know, are screaming with a boot on their head like that guy that ran for president, whatever that guy's name was, uh, Herman Supreme or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Who screamed that, you know, I, I'm running for office and if I win, I'll give everybody ice cream. Like, these are insane people. Oh, no, what about the rats? It's like, well, guess what? The rats are a huge problem, always have been. They spread disease. They spread bacteria. They ruin everything. If you don't know this, then you've never lived in a place that has a rat infestation. They will literally eat the walls out from underneath you. It's, it's horrible. So, yeah, solve the rat problem. PETA can go where the sun doesn't shine. In fact, if I was uh, the mayor of New York, you know what I would do? I would have uh, my rat czar instruct my, my rat police to go out and round up the rats. And how about you just shower the PETA headquarters with rats? I like that. If they want rats, then fine. Like, here's a million rats. So I'm going to read it. make a- sure to give them a little do- time delay lethal dose so they, uh, they don't spread too far and ruin other people's property. Well, you can give them some uh, X-lax. That'd be horrific and disgusting. So I'm going to read a couple of things. I want you to listen to this because this is I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to read it. Then I'm going to tell you my my take on it, and then I want I want your take on it. Quote: All you need to do is walk down the street to see what the issue is. As long as humans are littering and leaving garbage, rats will be there. You can hire whoever. Rats will come and go as they please, as long as the streets stay filthy. Human behavior is disgusting. Now, I have absolutely no no problem with that. Okay, I agree. It it takes it takes two to tango with a bunch of rats. That is that is definitely true. Now, here's what I want you to do. How about if we take that very same language and apply it to the disgusting behavior in New York or oh, Chicago? No, 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 no. So, oh, no. rats bad, but but a handful of kids wilding in New York beating up tourists in Chicago. Chicago yeah. th- that's okay. No, no, no. No, they have no responsibility to behave themselves. It's not how this works. You understand? We have double standards for humans and animals. <sighs> how drunk I am, how wet I'll be if I don't find the bathroom key. I found the key, but where's the door? Oops, it's too late. It's on the floor with the rat. Oh, okay. my God. Okay. I don't so think that's what the rats want, though. No, they don't want the pee-pee. They want I think the, they want the pizza and the pizza. hot dogs yeah. and the succulent. <laughs> trash juice that's <laughs> coming off of the uh, the lovely uh, uh, do they, they call them wombats up there and uh, oh no no wombats are good wombacks oh, wombacks yeah Wom- wombacks 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 Wombac. <laughs> well half of them are retired on disability and living in Spring Hill <laughs> that's true speaking of which I promise not to litter if you give me a bottle of Kings County Distillery Peated Bourbon Whiskey. Right. That is distilled in Brooklyn, New York. I promise to wash the bottles and to properly dispose of them. I have a birthday coming up in July. Okay. Why do they need to be washed? I don't know. I just don't want the rats to get drunk because I think PETA would probably get, if there's a little bit of residue in there, or the cockroaches. Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to lick the bottle out. Uh, let's stick with New York. 
Let's stick with New New York. York, Uh, Yeah, I'd like to. Let's be blunt. Uh, Pot is turning New York workers into zombies. This is could have seen this coming. (laughs) Oh, this is at eleven. Drunk people don't make good decisions. High people become degeneratively, cognitively impaired. Who would have thought? No, no, no. It's it's fine, bro. It's fine. Every every dude weed uh, smoker out there making excuses for why they're uh, you know what they pack uh, two three ounces a day in a in 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 smoke. Yeah, okay. It says the Big Apple is becoming now the big blunt decriminalization did not lead to a proliferation of mayhem. The Big Apple, the Gotham City didn't go nuts. They're just like, uh, yo, man, like what's happening? Maybe that's why there's so much trash on the streets because, you know, everybody's just high. This guy talks about, I, I've lived in New York my entire life. I've never had to repeat my highly complex Starbucks order. I would like a tall coffee with three shots of espresso. Now he has to repeat it repeatedly. <laughs> the barista is like, uh, like how big, man? How many shots, man? <laughs> oh, God help us. I find it highly entertaining, though, that when, when I was much younger, the topic of conversation when it relates to uh, weed in particular was, oh, it's, it's all these unfounded myths. It doesn't make you dumb, blah, blah, blah. <sighs> Meanwhile, it's been totally legalized and nobody cares and all this stuff and whatever. And now all, this, all the studies are conclusive that it causes permanent <laughs> brain damage well, you- with the extremely high concentrations of THC and other, and other chemicals in it today. This stuff is is not your. Oh uh, no, it's not when it I was is, a kid. It's not your yeah. your grandpa's. Uh, no. uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, Punk weed. Yeah, it's this stuff is disturbing, disturbingly powerful. And the best part is, is you have people that are, oh, I just, uh, you know, I've got my, I've got my vape stick, and I'm, you know, got pure THC in my vape stick. Yeah, oh, it's totally fine. Yeah, you're, you're cool. good. You're cool. good. You're gonna be able to do complex. Of reasoning. Yeah, here's a quote. They're stoned up the wazoo, hollowed eye, disengaged from their task. Their breath reeks of weed. Hey, all I got to say is thank God for AI. Thank God we've got uh, robots uh, doing things. Oh, oh yeah. The, the future is really great. The future is very bright. Uh, everybody freaking out about how machine learning and all of this is going to ruin everything are silly. They just don't understand that there's going to, there's just, this is just going to increase the cavern between those who have and those who don't. But the benefit is, is that the number of people who are going to be in the have not camp, it's going to be way easier to step over them if you're ambitious and you care. (laughs) Unfortunately for people like that, you're probably going to be stuck on government assistance forever. Uh, You know, sucking on your vape stick, vape stick with THC until the end of time. I'm not going to give you the first name of the person, you know, send you out to uh what is it? Long Island in the uh, in the cemetery, the unnamed, unknown, unclaimed cemetery. They throw you in a pine box with hundreds of other people at a time. They still do that, by the way. Got to put people somewhere. Well, I wonder if they're going to do what they do in Germany when they grind them up and re- re- retail the land. Do you know what? that? That's they're, a thing. Yeah, that's a real thing. In there, in some places in like Berlin, et cetera, where land is like primo, yeah, primo. Yeah, the cemeteries, uh, you get like 150 years, and then they, they literally come with augers and turn everybody over. I guess that makes sense. They don't do the kind of caskets that we do. Is They're pretty well like cardboard boxes, and then you go. Yeah, I've always considered the uh, cemeteries are those for 
those that have means and resources throughout eternity, people that are respected and made a mark on history. And there's an infinite number of people who uh, came and went throughout this uh, mortal coil and nobody even knows who they are. And I guess us burying everybody that seemed to, I don't know, have had the money to, to be buried. It's kind of unusual in this country. It's a consequence of lots of cheap land probably. They have a thing, doped up delivery workers are so stoned they don't know what they're delivering in DoorDash. Uh, that some places, you know, you order a General Sal's chicken and you wind up getting burritos. <laughs> Cannot relate. Don't know how, never used DoorDash, never used uh, Uber Eats. Wouldn't use it. I don't want other people to spit or wipe their, uh, it's called unclean hands on my food as a prank. I'm good. It's a great article. Or, you know, take a munch out of a burrito. Heard that's a thing, too. Oh, just, you know, snack on some of your fries. It's fun. Well, here's here's what you can do. This is for real. You, you could move to uh, New York and San Francisco if you're not happy with what you're making because uh, all you need to make, all you need to make in New York and San Francisco is $300,000 a year to take home $100,000 after taxes. That's right, boys and girls. Make 300, take home 100 if you live in San Francisco, New York, or Honolulu. But, bro, the food is better and, you know, the community. It's so good. Seriously. Like, no. Never. Yeah, I've, I've said this for years. It's not how much you make, it's how much you keep. Your gross and net needs to be as close as possible. And I think that's one of the reasons why, ultimately, a lot of people are moving to Florida, Texas. You know, I mean, we know that. This is not rocket science. I will say this, if you listen to the Joe Rogan podcast, he loves Texas. He's a, He loves in Texas. Of course, he's in Houston. Joe's no, interesting. He's in Austin. Austin. I'm sorry, what did I say? Houston. No, no, not, definitely not there. Well, listen, we've been yakking for about an hour. Kind of I think we, this is kind of a, uh, a news a bitch fest. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the next one I think we'll talk about insurance, and we have some other topics to go over that are a little bit more in-depth. Do uh-huh. This was overdue, though. This was overdue. Sure. Oh, by the way, I want to I want to say praise Jesus to the San Jose Calvary Church. Praise Jesus. They only got uh, ordered to pay a 1.2 million dollar fine for violating COVID orders during during the COVID uh, fiasco. A superior court of uh, California in Santa Clara County ruled that the Calvary Church in San Jose must pay 1.2 million dollars in fines, including interest for violating public health orders. Despite the fact that we all know that uh, COVID was uh, started in Wuhan and the lab, we've got lots of good information. And, and Uncle Fauci, you know, I guess we can talk about it. He lied like a son of a bitch. Yep. All of the initial suspicions were pretty close to accurate, unfortunately. Yep. The church held routinely large indoor unmasked services during the coronavirus you remember? Do you remember? I mean, it's only been a short while ago. They said that uh, what was that one thing that was the most asinine thing during COVID? That if you you were a super spreader, if you didn't display, how did that work again? If you weren't vaccinated and you didn't display uh, symptoms, you were probably a super spreader. But they had a word for that. It was something. I have no idea. Super spreader is all I remember. Oh, that's pretty sad. Oh, well, it is what it is what it is. Last final words? Uh, well, I know what yours are going to be because I can I, I have a keen eye for predicting such things. 
Um, but no, I don't. I don't have anything. Uh, uh, it's uh, uh, since this was a more of a uh, benign episode. Uh, the Florida weather is back to normal. It was it's nice hot. today. It was actually nice it's for hot, the morning. Yeah, it's great. Human, yeah. Uh, those who enjoy that lovely weather, back to normal. Yep. Fear not. Fear not. Um, and I hope uh, all of these people who are moving here uh, don't bring their BS with them, because otherwise this place is just going to be another version of New York or California. Yeah, we I really don't care how you a, do it up north. I have a fear uh, that's uh, going to happen anyway. But, oh, yeah. You know. But if you are coming from New York, please bring a bottle of Kings County Distillery Peated Bourbon Whiskey that's uh, distilled in uh, Brooklyn, New York. Because yours truly, Paul Trezo, is having a birthday in July, and I'd like to have a bottle. On behalf of uh, Paul the Younger, I'm Paul the uh, Elder. This is the Paul Truesdale Podcast. Two Pauls in a pod. Adios. We're out of here.